Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The 11 to 1 Show. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. Westlife, when you're looking like that on LMFM's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you're keeping well this morning. It's Monday again, isn't it? Oh, Oh, Monday. And some of you might just kind of, you know, it's probably been an effort to get into work in the first place and... A lot of you might be just thinking, just, just, just let me get through this. Let me get through this day. Bad enough that I'm here without having to actually interact with anybody. So you're probably there slunking at the back, the office just not wanting to be there. And apparently you're not alone because a third of Gen Z employees want to avoid human contact at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New research has shown that they actually work better alone. What's this saying about the the next generation? I don't know. So there's quite a shift in dynamic across the office, you know, and particularly over the last few years. However, many feel that the new generation of workers have a completely different mindset to previous years. So Gen Z employees, those between 18 and 26, not me, say they want to avoid human contact at work. So this is according to research by recruitment company Robert Walters. So 37%, get this now, say they prefer artificial intelligence and computers to actual people. I mean, I shouldn't really be too surprised. They spend so much of their time online and in that sort of digital world and responding to sort of AI type voices that talk very sort of like this. Uh, So there you go. This is the research. And apparently nearly two thirds of managers say that Gen Zers are destroying their sort of team culture in work. You know, there's no I in team, is there, Gen Z? Oh, no. you got to get with the programme now and come together as a group. I have to say, I love kind of the I love being around people. That was something that really affected me during COVID was popping in here and not being able to kind of interact with colleagues as we went about our day to day lives. And, you know, I am in here in a studio by myself, but you're there. So that's good. So I know that you're there, which is amazing. But I don't think I'd like to just be sort of responding to robots and computer technology. And you know that the voice, the voice that's going around on the Instagram and TikTok. What happens when my friends 
call over unexpectedly. This, oh, I can't stand that as well. Oh, I hate that voice. Who is that? Don't know. But there you go. They do not like to mix the Gen Zers. Not, not up for the, the shenanigans and the kind of crack in the office around the coffee and around the water cooler, as they say. They're preferring the AI. So look at, you know, the way things are going, that could be very real. They could be just responding to AI and forget about human contact. But it's a star- sorry state of affairs. It really is. Anyway, getting back to today and to the show, because I have a fantastic, this is now, I know, out of the ordinary. It is out of the ordinary. It's only October. And just in advance, before I mention this, I don't want any sort of countdown coming in. You know who you are on 0861800658. But I am going to be talking about Chris. <laughs> There's Berlin, Take My Breath Away on LMFM's 11 to 1. On the way, I've got music from Anne-Marie and details of our competition. The 11 to 1 show. Now, I just want to let you know, Drogheda Brass Band, which has been on the go in Drogheda since 1886, they are on the lookout for new recruits. Yeah, they're looking for a class of beginner students. So it's a wonderful opportunity to learn how to read and play music in a fun group setting. And uh, they are located at East Coast Business Park um, around the Matthews Lane, Denor Road area. And the conductor is Stephen Murray. And the band just recently finished a series of concerts as well at Old Bridge House. But they're on the lookout now for recruiting a new school of music and um, anyone who is interested in joining the band uh, joining in is encouraged to check out their Facebook page or you can email them drahadayouthbrass at gmail.com so that's drahadayouthbrass at gmail.com Anne-Marie and Shania Twain with Unhealthy on LMFM's 11 to 1 now I know it is very early but we're going to be talking about Christmas yeah why are we doing this? Well, the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk, they have announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights. They are happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th, including a fabulous cocktail reception, five-course festive banquet dinner, live music followed by a, D- a DJ. Full details on this superb nights are available on fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas and to celebrate. They've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show this week. So our daily winner, you get a pair of tickets for the Christmas Christmas party night of your choice and then everyone's going to go into the draw at the end of the week for an overnight stay so the end of week winner wins a two night stay with breakfast in any of the Inua hotel collections okay fantastic it's going to be very very nice and what nice way to kind of treat yourself as well over Christmas to this so for your chance to win we do know it is very early for Christmas music but I'm going to give you one second of a number one Christmas song and you need to tell me the name of that song, okay? And the artist as well. Okay, so... (laughs) Here is today's snippet. Name the song, please, and the artist. Can you guess it from this little snippet? That's all you're getting, okay? That is it. 086-1800-658. Okay, I'll play it again for you. Hang on. Very easy. Come on now. Name that Christmas song 086-1800-658 and you could be going along to that fantastic Christmas party night and you could be winning an overnight stay as well. So 086-1800-658.
in the moonlight. Now, it's the reality dating series with a real twist. And I think a lot of people have been gripped this since it started on Virgin Media last Monday. It's Graw, Aaron Traw, and 10 singletons head off to the Gaeltacht. And one of them is from Dundalk. And we're going to meet him. His name is Femi Banacole. We're going to chat to him next. The 11 to 1 show. It's the reality dating series with a twist. Graw, Aaron Tra. It started on Virgin Media One. It's a really fun show which sees ten singletons head to the Gale Talk, brushing up on their cupola fuckle whilst also looking for romance. Their ultimate aim to be crowned the couple with the most fuckle and walk away with a grand prize to the value of ten thousand euro. And Dundalk man Femi Bancole is one of the ten singletons, and I'm delighted he's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Femi? I'm doing grand. How are you? Oh, listen, he's throwing in the cupola fuckle as well. I love it. Absolutely. Go hauling, go hintok. Now, this is such a fun show. I can absolutely see the appeal in something like this. But tell me, how did you hear about it and what made you want to sign up? Yeah, it was actually a really funny story. Uh, one of the producers had gotten in contact with me through one of my organisations I ran, I run, and she wanted me to like share it on the page. And I was like, oh no, like we don't really share things like that. And she's like, oh, can we have a quick call? And I was like, yeah, sure, no, no worries there. And by the end of the call, <laughs> she convinced me to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> that was that really. Yeah, because we should mention you're the founder of Black and Irish, a wonderful organisation. And I can understand you were sort of the reservations around sharing something like this. But she managed, you see, there's the skill now of a great producer. She managed to convince you. I know, I'm assuming. (laughs) Fantastic. So would you be decent enough now at the Yale Irish or would you have had nightmares about it from school? Um... Do you know what it was? I, I was I was okay, um, but I, I feel like I had a really poor attitude towards it. Mm. You know, I had a really poor attitude. I didn't want to learn it. I think a lot of my mates, just given like my ethnic background, were all like exempt from Irish. I was always okay. like, why do I have to do this? And I think like, kind of like over the last couple of years with my organization, Black and Irish, you know, I really, really tapped in to kind of like, you know, my roots between like Nigeria and Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I really like being like re-enamored by, you know, my identity of wanting to be, like, black and Irish. And there was just one last thing that always kind of, like, felt weird to me. And that was always, like, my approach to the language. So that's kind of how she kind of, like, roped me in. I was like, you know, like, do you have a love for the language? I was like, no, but, like, I, I want to change my attitude towards it, like, you know? Yeah, no, and I can completely relate to that. And I think a lot of people have a negative experience from school. But I think slowly but surely things are changing. So with a show like this, you know, promoting the Irish language, it, it, you know, it's fantastic. And it's doing it in a way, I think, that the younger generation will hopefully connect with. Was that sort of part of the appeal as well for you? Yeah, it's just like kind of like it's 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 so weird. Like, like for example, um, there's this band they call like Nikap. They rap like a squirrel that I've been into like over the last kind of like couple of years, right? Mm. And they, in a, in a way, kind of like you know, reignited my passion for language because it's using taking the language that the Changa like you know out of the academic sphere and like put it into like a functional way, yeah. put it into a way that can be used in like in in the everyday world. So that was the appeal that it showed to me, where it's kind of like, hey. We have a load of like, you know, Gwilgory here who who is it's their job to teach you how to use Irish in a functional and a different setting that you're used to. And that's just so much fun. That's it. And it's just kind of, you'd be surprised as well, I'd say, about the, the amount that you actually had. Like when you went into the, the house, the chalk initially, was it kind of, did you find it challenging or easy with the language or how did you find that experience? Um, I think the best way to, to describe it is 
if we've gone through the Irish education system, you have a lot more Irish than you think. Like I was mm-hmm. in secondary school, what, like 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. And words just came out. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like so many, like, you know, you're trying to say something. I'd be like, oh, what's worth like parents? He'd be like, hitch me, hurry. I'd be like, wait a second. Where did that come from? I haven't said that word in like 15 years. Like, how do I? I didn't even know I knew that word. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely relate to that. And it's it's sort of, it's ingrained in the psyche and the subconscious there in some way. Now, I was so impressed with the absolutely stunning accommodation that you guys are in. I mean, forget about Love Island. This chalk looks so fancy. Were you, were you expecting that? No. Do you know what? <laughs> Again, when you when oh, your one producer was selling the show to me, she was like, Oh, it's not like Love Island at all. I'm like, okay, cool. I believe you. You just go to the Gale Talk. Yeah. And then, you know, that scene at the start, we're all arriving to the place in the car. And I was like, how do you say, oh my God, in Irish? <laughs> and I meant that because, like, I was like, what? Look at the size of this guy. And I was like, nah, this is this is something similar to Love Island. They've lied to us. <laughs> and even, like, on this on this show, right, you only see maybe, like, a couple of the rooms in the house. Mm. They didn't. They, the house was so big and fancy, massive that like not every room in the house was actually used for production. There's more wow. rooms in 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 the gap, like it's class. Oh wow! Okay, so that is stunning. So it's not like a little, you know, Peg Sayers cottage on the side of a cliff or no. something. Absolutely not. This is stunning. Uh, now you're on the lookout for someone special. So you're paired up with Searsha from Dublin, who told yeah. the cameras, and I'm quoting this: "What's mine is mine." Is what she said. <laughs> I mean, Femi. I mean, I'm a little bit afraid for you. What? What was? What was your impression? Do you know what? I love that. Um, I think that, so obviously we all have to fill out personality tests and all yeah. kinds of stuff prior to going to the show, right? And obviously they match us up with all our parents. They did a fantastic job, right? I, I love being someone's, like, I don't know if that kind of makes sense, like, like, that doesn't put me off. That's like, oh, deadly, like, this person's really, really into me. This person really cares about me. This person really wants to be with me. This person's protective over me. I'm like a little... A little child or whatever that's like cuddled up and like protected like that's <laughs> <laughs> like deadly I love that <laughs> okay so you weren't running a mile you didn't you yeah. like that's good that's good now, I was um, running into our arms like <laughs> he was running in now you can't tell us the, the, you know you have to keep this sort of stuff on, 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 under wraps but is there drama is there romance can you g- give me a nugget now of, of goss from the two of okay. you okay there's there's definitely kind of like romance oh, lovely. Um, there all throughout the gaff. There's definitely twitch, and there's def- there is there is drama, right? Okay. But it's, it's Irish drama. Okay. You know, like we never, <laughs> you know what I mean? We never like really address anything, or it's nope. like passive aggressive, yeah. or it's like yeah, it's 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 extremely relatable. It's just it's literally the drama you'd have with your mates, or you'd have in relationships, like in in real life, in a very Irish way. Oh, I you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I love that because from the word go, my God, you were barely in the house and there was already shifting and everything going on. <laughs> I mean, like, were you surprised at people getting stuck in already? Like, I was so surprised. <laughs> I actually remember, like, on the first day, I don't know if they're going to show it or not, or when we talk about it, right? On the first day, we were like letting it down to the beach, right? And Searsha held my hand, right? I've, I've met her a couple of hours at this point, right? Yeah. I was like looking at her, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you holding my hands? Like, you need to relax. You do not know me that well. 
<laughs> well, she did say what's mine is mine, so I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> That's very true. So there's, you know, that and that, you know, that kind of Gail talked uh, essence is coming from it because, you know, I went to the Gail talked and there was a lot more than just learning Irish going on. You know <laughs> what I mean? A lot of that going on. Yeah. Uh, so at this stage, should we be keeping an eye on any couple that could make a lasting connection? Um, oof. I don't know, like, should you? There, there's definitely, okay, so remember, the the, the the trick of the show is to, it's, you know, the couple the most fucker, right? Of course, yeah. And it's like, who's learned most Irish, right? And Grania said in the last episode, she wants, to, she, she wants us to focus on that. But I, and what I might say is that, like, some couples get lost in the gras. Mm. Rather than learn the focal and Gron is never too never too pleased about that. Oh, she's not. She came out finger wagging. Yes, at the end of the episode last week. Oh, you know she means business. You got to learn the Irish. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, well, exactly. look, we are absolutely thrilled that somebody from the northeast is in this series. You are so much fun to watch as well. Really looking forward to to watching uh, tonight as well. But thank you, Femi, so much for joining us. Thank you, appreciate it. Great talking to you. Thanks a million. Femi Bancole there. What a legend. He's so much fun. It's continuing tonight. Virgin Media 1 at 9pm. Uh, oh, don't miss it. Phil Collins in the air tonight on LMFM's 11 to 1. Today is all about naming your car. <laughs> it's a very cool day. That's going to be popping up in the Northeast Update. Plus, we've got music on the way from Tom Baxter. The 11 to 1 show. Lots of entries coming in for our competition. There's one or two confused, but don't worry, I will be playing the snippet of the Christmas song. I know, even as I say it, I'm going, what's going on? I will be playing a bit of that a little bit later on. And very, very shortly, we're going back to 2016 and a scary situation, very scary situation for Kim Kardashian. But first, here's Tom Baxter. I love Tom Baxter with Better. Now we're going back in time to 2016. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2016, Kim Kardashian is robbed at gunpoint. There was $10 million worth of jewellery in her hotel in Paris. And she was held up for that. And today is Name Your Car Day. My first car was Nissan Micra, white. It was christened Jesse by my daughter. And it was just, ah, oh, listen, a fantastic little car. Sometimes it was called Snowball as well. But there you go. Name Your Car Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Still to come, X Take That member has a new Netflix documentary. Plus I catch up with Navin man Dave Tyrrell. He ran from Navin to Donegal. The 11 to 1 show. An ex-Take That member has a great new documentary on Netflix. I'm going to give you all the details with the trailer after Jackson 5. You're listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Jackson 5, blame it on the boogie. Now, this is coinciding with the 25th anniversary of his solo career. It's a four-part documentary series on the most successful UK solo artist of all time, featuring hundreds of hours of intimate, never-before-seen 
personal archive spanning over 30 years. This is exclusive access to the one and only Robbie Williams. And the creative team behind it are the people that produced the um, documentary about Amy Winehouse. So it's a really, really good team behind this. And it's uh, the first of its kind to explore the real human being behind the salacious headlines. Do you want a little teaser from the trailer? Of course you do. Here it is. Are you ready, Rob? Nah. <laughs> I really wish I did something else, Philippine. I'm just a knobhead from Stoke-on-Trent. There was jealousy. (laughs) You'd be able to watch the documentary when you're much older. What happened? A lot. Good, isn't it? There you go. Coming soon. Coming soon to Netflix. Robbie Williams. And uh, yeah, I think it's really going to be eye-opening like we've never seen him before. Absolutely can't wait till that comes to Netflix. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Kean DeCrow's debut album, Victory, is out now. We caught up with Kean, who told us what a dream it was supporting Ed Sheeran on tour earlier this year. It was amazing. Obviously, being on tour with Ed is like something that you dream of like your whole life as a songwriter and as an artist, especially like he was like my biggest inspiration growing up. Yeah, it was unreal. Such a nice guy. To be honest, I was just inspired by his kindness and the time that he gave me and stuff. So thank you, Ed. Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour has come to an end after... After 56 shows, it's the highest grossing tour by a female artist in history. Meanwhile, Beyonce's announced Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. It comes out December 1st. Adina Menzel has explained what park and bark means. She said she's learned to embrace it on stage. I'm a park and bark girl. Park and bark means don't make her dance and sing at the same time. Because if you're hitting big notes, it's really hard to be moving and actually sing and not lip sync. I'm starting to learn how to bark. And then when I'm parking, I can actually do some moves, you know, so I fit it in between. So there'll be no Britney Spears or Janet Jackson or there might be a little Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. A park and bark girl. I mean, I've heard it all now, the lingo that goes on with the celebrities. That's The Buzz. More buzz a little bit later on with Eddie Caffrey. Now, back to the music Here's Niall Horan. From slow hands to fast feet because Dave Tyrrell from Navin last Thursday he set off on an incredible journey of endurance to run from Navin to Donegal to raise funds for So Sad and Mead River Rescue. I had to catch up with him at the end of the challenge. We're going to be chatting to him next. The 11 to 1 show. Last Thursday, Navin man Dave Tyrrell set off on a journey of incredible endurance to run from Navin to Donegal to raise funds for SoSad and Mead River Rescue. Did he do it? You bet he did. And in just 54 hours, he's been through the mill and his feet are probably still aching, but I'm delighted to have Dave Tyrrell back on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Dave? 
Hey, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm um, still in shock, I think. I'd say so. I'd say you're on cloud nine at the moment. Um, to be honest, it hasn't really sunk in yet. I'm just kind of, um, I'm just lying on the bed here now. I have my feet under some um, pillows here. Does me, my ankles are completely swollen and my toes this morning have swollen up as well. So a bit of pins and needles in them. Oh, I'd so, say so. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of just, I'm bored now, I think. I'd, I'd uh, probably go out again, to be honest. Oh, God. Oh, Jimmy Mac. Okay, well, just before you do that now, Dave, just calm down there for a second. Talk me through <laughs> Talk me through the run itself, because it started off really well. And on Friday, by the time I was on the show, I think you were in and around the Enniskillen area, which was fantastic yeah. progress. So talk me through sort of what happened at the start from Thursday when you set off at 10 o'clock. Yeah, so... Um, Thursday morning we left the bow house, I think it was about ten fifteen in, in Navan. Um God just did just the nerves then was just awful. Um but a lot of a lot of my friends and family came up to the bow house to see me off, which was great. Um so yeah, things were going well, like we started off slow, um, leaving Navan there was loads of support on the road. Uh we got through Kells, a few more people came out and joined me for a little run. Um we hit Virginia then, and we stopped for a bag of chips. <laughs> so, um, Fuel, refueling. <laughs> refueling, yeah. So we stopped after, I think it was about 34 kilometers. Um, we got on the road again, and I think about 60 kilometers in, um, <clears throat> I was starting to feel it a little bit. Mm. Um, we were up to get soaking wet at that stage as well. Um, the spirits are still, still high, but... Um, Arlene and Isabel came out then and ran with us for the last 20k um, at about 77 kilometres then I think there was a load of girls and one guy Chris came to meet us in the darkness on the road and um, ran with us to the finish line of Bell Torbett and that was just uh, the, the spirits were completely picked up then which was great so I think we've done a total of um, 80 kilometres on, on the first day. Wow, that was that was some achievement. And like that, to get that encouragement along the way must have meant a, a huge deal to you. But then, talk, talk me through Friday because the body started to play up a bit. You, things started to seize up. You were in such pain, agony really. Yeah, so um, like we got we got back to the house on Thursday night. We got, just got food and sat down and chilled and got some, we got about five hours sleep maybe. But we set off then at 6.30 on Friday morning and I couldn't really eat anything for breakfast. Mm. Um, like I've just been drinking like carbohydrate drinks, electrolyte drinks, water, tons of Coke. Um, I just uh, I was just finding it hard to get the food into me then. So I think it was about after 14 kilometres on the Friday morning. I was like, at one stage I was, I was burping and there was bits of vomit coming into my mouth oh, and I was God. trying to swallow it back in and um, I was feeling faint, I was feeling ill um, so we just had to sit down and we we landed at a, at a petrol station we got some hot food and had to take a half an hour break then um, but after that things just went downhill and I just couldn't run anymore just the pain in my ankles and, and my knees it was just unbearable and it was just then that everything just kind of, it was just so hard to keep everything together then, you know. Yeah, because I've yeah. no doubt, Dave, judging from some of the videos, because I was following the, the Facebook progress as well, and I saw it, um, one of the videos, you were just, oh, the level of 
frustration and annoyance and just, yeah, there was so much going on with you there. I know that that was bugging you, that the body was letting you down a bit. Yeah, all, like at the same point as well, like the Brian and Jamie and, and Robbie like driving the van like for for me to go to a walk and like them cycling behind me and Robbie driving the van probably at like four kilometres an hour maybe, you know, at one point. Mm. Um, I was starting to feel bad for them, you know, I didn't want to let them down as well. Um, you know, and I know that the lads weren't thinking like that at all, but in my mind, I didn't want to, I didn't want to let anybody down, to be honest. But yeah. um, yeah, and, and then just at one point, it was part, we were past Ennis Gillen and um, a few other guys from Navin. I just heard car horns beeping, and um, they drove by me. They all had their heads out the window, and it was <laughs> just uh, like they had their kids with them and everything, and they jumped out and like. Uh, um, Jenny and Martin saw an Arthur like I think he's like six or seven years of age. He was out and he ran a couple of kilometers. With me. He was just uh, that alone, great. just kind of dampened all the all the pain that I was feeling, and um, that kind of got me through. Yeah, a, a good part of the second day. So important um, because you know you when when the body starts failing like that, and it takes so much mentally to to do something yeah. like this as well. And you know, you on Friday spoke or last week you spoke so much you know about your own experience and you 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 know showed that vulnerability so yeah you know what was that like then to be you know the the body is failing so how did the head cope with that did that little voice start to creep in here and there oh god yeah like mm. to be honest i think the head went before the body right um, okay so like i was i was just talking to myself i was um, just talking to anybody that I could it's like in my own head you know just trying to I was just trying to look at the bigger picture I was just trying to visualise the finish line and yeah. like all my family and friends being there and um, but my visualisation was not half as, as uh, of what the actual finish line was like because the finish line was just mm-hmm. it was breathtaking it was out of this world um, I just couldn't believe what, what was there waiting for me when we actually got there you know but on the on the second night we were meant to and reach uh, Donegal Town, but I think it was after about 88 kilometres. I think we were 14 hours on the road. Um, I just had to call it then. Yeah. Um, so it was about four kilometres away from Donegal Town, but I just said to the lads, we, we call it here, we'll, we'll head back to the house and um, try to get some sleep and we'll go back to here again in the morning and, and take it from there. So we, made it, we all made that decision together. So yeah, um, sometimes you have yeah. to do that for for the better good. And I did see as well some tremendous people locally um, on the Facebook as well helped you out massively with physio. Yeah, so that was on the third day. Um, on the I actually can't remember what day it is today. To be honest, <laughs> I think it was Saturday morning. Yes. Um, yeah, so Ar- Arlene woke us up. Um, Arlene was in the house, and so she woke us all up at two thirty a.m. So we all got very little sleep. I think it was three or four hours sleep that we got. Um, so when I get out of the bed, I put my legs onto the ground, and I just the pain was just so sore. I could barely walk to the toilet. Uh, at this point, I was just thinking, how am I going to go out and do another eighty kilometers today? You know, it's mm-hmm. just like um, oh, it was just. It was just so disheartening, you know, that I wasn't able to get out and run. Um, like every step I took was just starting pains into me, um, my knees and into my calves, into my shins. Um, it was just horrible. The, the yeah. motivation was very low. Mm. Um, 
But I did have to keep reminding myself why why I was doing this. Um, Mead River Rescue and Soulsad are two amazing organisations that rely on donations, um, you know, to, to keep the doors open. So I just got that drilled into my head again, and uh, we got an update in the GoFundMe page at that stage as well. What what was coming in? I think it was like a little over. 7,000 or 8,000 I think which it's absolutely and, uh, smashed by that at this stage <laughs> yeah yeah like it was amazing so that kind of picked the spirits up and uh, yeah so we all just got ready we headed out and we were on the road for 3.55 exactly we set off so um, I, I tried I tried to start running and then after about 50 metres then just the pain was just unbearable again and um we hit a hill straight away and I just looked at the hill and it just oh, seemed to go on forever. Forget about it, yeah. <laughs> so I was actually walking um, after about a half an hour I was just the tiredness and the fatigue just kicked in and mm. I was walking I, I actually had the, the, the walking sticks so I was using them and I was closing my eyes Jamie was beside me on the bike I was closing I was trying to sleep as I was walking and <laughs> um, so I just I told the lads to pull over the van and I had to get to the van and have a 20 minute sleep. Yeah, you have to. And that's the thing. You have to make those calls. You have to listen to kind of what your body is is, is, is screaming at you to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I must say when we when we aired the interview on Friday, um, you know, we had so many messages into the show from people listening that's in it. to say how inspiring you are, how important it was to open up. And, you know, you did reveal that great vulnerability. So and it's not easy. So. How does it feel to hear that, you know, your speaking out has resonated with a lot of people? Oh, it's, it's like I've been, I've been going through some of them. I just haven't had a chance to get back to anybody. But just the, I've been looking at the, the the Facebook page and stuff and everybody's comments. And like it, the support over the whole weekend and knowing that like just people that I've, I've never met in my life and mm. for them to say like that they're out there taking something from my journey, you know, for that to happen is, is exactly what we set out to do. Um, um, like, a, a massive point, turning point in this journey for me was after that, after that nap that I had in the van, mm. I, I, was, I was actually going to call it at this stage. I had in my head, I was in the back of the van by myself, three lads in the front, and I just said, I can't do it. So I said, I'm just going to call it. And um, the lads opened the side of the van, like Jamie, Robbie, and, and Brian, and, and um, we just said, right, get out, come on, let's go. And uh, to me, I just got up then, I just rubbed my face and I started going again. And that to me kind of meant, you know, in, in your darkest of times, your friends are there to help you, you know. So um, that, that was just a massive shift for me as well. They just got me out of the van and got me going again. And They weren't hearing about you giving up. I love that. Yeah. And it was just, and I just completely broke down into tears then as I was walking. Um yeah, I just I just kept thinking about Derek and stuff, and mm. he's just there, and um, you know they have Derek's brother Brian there as well. It was just so it was emotional. It was of course, it was because this was the this was the starting. You know, Derek. Uh, just for people to to remind people, Derek was your 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 fantastic friend who's no longer yeah. with us, and you know this is where a lot of this um, a lot of your own struggles kind of had come from the grief of, of losing him and to think about how far you've come today, of course, of course it was going to be completely emotional. I mean, you know, you know how, knowing how far you've come now and all you've achieved, if you go could go back in time to Dave at that time a few years ago who felt that there was no hope, what, what would you say to him now about where you are now? Oh, I, 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 I don't know. It's, 
I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm gobsmacked actually to, to what um, what what a person is actually capable of doing you know because um, there were so many times there in my lifetime where I just like brushing my teeth I couldn't look look in the mirror at myself mm-hmm. I just ashamed of myself you know and um, I just wasn't I didn't feel any way good about myself I just you know, walking, it was just so hard to explain, but, you know, just to, to turn around to, to that Dave and, and to say, look, you know, you, you can get you can get out of this stuff, you know, you definitely can get out of it no matter how bad you're feeling. Um, and those three days I just experienced there was, was it, it, in my life, it was just a pure example to, to myself that, um, you know, you you can't do anything, and you're you're capable of doing anything, and you're capable of of leading a, a better life. You know, and um, I think after my journey in them three days, um, I completely drained from it. I'm sure a lot of people is drained from from watching it, and um, just to, to touch so many people, it really it's just, did. Um, it, it is. It's really. It's it's, it's amazing. You know, it is. It's 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 up there as. You know, such a life highlight. It really is, and I've no, yeah. I've no doubt you're going to have so many more scenarios like this. Knowing the kind of person that you are, Dave, uh, you know, you should be just so, so proud of yourself. The, the GoFundMe is going to stay open for another while. We want to keep those donations in. You're, you're so appreciative for everything you've raised so far, but they are still yeah. flying in, yeah. Yeah, like I think it's, uh, it's almost eleven thousand um, at the minute. It is uh, crazy. Like Saturday, just. Saturday just completely took off. Like the the, the community, um, like from I think from six thirty a.m. Um, Saturday morning, my sister Kira and all my friends from Navin came out and met me and literally walked the sixteen hours with me to the finish Amazing. line. Um, my daughter Ada came out as well. It was just uh, Saturday it was an ambulance lady that stopped and gave me some tablets. The physio came out and met me, and then the whole community up in up in Donegal, like with kids out with. With uh, flags, I and saw that. It was amazing. Uh, there was at one stage about a hundred meters out from the finish line. I turned around and all I could see above the hills was just cars beeping the horns coming <laughs> down behind us and flags flying and just oh. the support we got up there has just been. I just can't. My the love I have for the people up there is just um, it's out of this world. It's just so kind and, and I'm just so grateful for, for what they've done for us all up there you know Oh, you see this is the power of something like this it does it resonates yeah. with so many people it really really does well look Dave you, you should be so proud I know everyone all your fam- friends family community they're so proud of the incredible things you've done not just with this run but how you've how much you've overcome in the last few years and I've no doubt those donations will still come in but thank you so so much for joining me and sharing your story Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Go fund me. Dave's fundraising run from Navin to Donegal. That's the thing. If you just search up for that, you'll find it. But I will post uh, the link later on on our social media and on our website as well if you want to donate anything at all that you can. Absolutely fantastic achievement that Dave has uh, completed. And it just astounds me, people, that... You know, could do these things and put their mind to something and really achieve such huge, huge things for others. I mean, really and truly, it's it's astounding what he's done. So any little bit at all would be so appreciated. Oh, the eleven to one show. L-M-F-M.
I'll have another chance for you to enter our competition for our Christmas party nights followed by a hotel stay that's coming your way right after Puff Daddy I'll be missing you on LMFM's 11 to 1 now if you missed it earlier on Fairways Hotel in Dundalk, they've announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th, including a cocktail reception, five-course festive banquet dinner and live music, followed by a DJ. What else would you want? Full details on these superb nights are available on fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas. And to celebrate, they've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show this week. So our daily winner gets a pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of your choice. Then our end-of-week winner wins a two-night stay with breakfast in any of the Inuit collection hotels. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, for your chance to win, we know it's so early for Christmas music, but I'm going to give you a second, one second, of a number one Christmas song. You need to tell me the name of the song and the artist, okay? Here is your snippet for today. Okay, we play it once more. That's all we're getting. 86 658 What is that Christmas number one? Who is it by? And you could be going along to those fantastic Christmas party nights. We're going to pick a winner very, very shortly. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Barawardi Motors requires a full-time or part-time motor mechanic in the Screen Tara area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and Jeeps. Please email Tara at gmail.com. The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant. To apply, please email your CV to postmaster.castletownroad at gmail.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie. Keen Duck Row with Heaven. I want to play that one. Especially for a beautiful lady called Mary from Garristown. Okay, we got this lovely message in to us here. It says, uh, would you play a nice song to a beautiful lady, Mary from Garristown, who helped me with such kindness yesterday outside Costa Coffee on the Denora Road. I hope she's listening today. I would like to tell her I was so grateful for her kind help. That's coming in from Bonnie Riley in Ballsgrove. And Drogheda, I tell you, a little bit of kindness goes such a long, long way. And I hope Mary from Garristown is listening that we played Heaven by uh, Keen Duck Row just for her and your kindness is so appreciated. Now, I'm going to take a quick break. We're back with music from the cores and I'll have a winner as well for the competition. The 11 to 1 show. It wasn't much to go on, was it? Ah, it's not much. But you were all getting it right. It was, of course, this song, classic Christmas number one. Not yet, Mariah. We have to save the rest of that for December. But I can say that Jennifer Byrne, not sure whereabouts you are in the Northeast, but you are a daily winner. You're getting pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of your choice and you're going into the draw for that overnight stay on Friday. Congratulations to you and I'll have another one second from a number one Christmas song on tomorrow's show. There's the chorus with Runaway on LMFM's 11 to 1. 
Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to be getting in the spirit of all things Halloween because the Puka Festival has returned. I'll be finding out more about that and lots more. But that is my lot of the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code mom.